Hi, this is Blake Andrews, lead pastor at Victory World Outreach Denton, Texas. This is our podcast, and we're so glad that you came to check it out today. I hope this message encourages you and inspires you to do great things for God. 2 Corinthians chapter 2, and I've got a message. We had some great feedback from the first service that I I believe is going to bless you. If you're looking at the screen as you look at your Bibles, I know it's hard to do the same thing at once. This is our title, Just Hang Up. Just Hang Up. Amen. You're going to understand what that means in a little bit. Um, that's the title of the message, Just Hang Up. I want you to look at two verses, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 8 and 11. This was the verse that I sent out this morning. I sent out a daily Bible verse every day. If you're not on that daily Bible verse, let us know. I'd love you to be on it so you can get it. And uh, this is what I sent out this morning. So how many know that it is important that we reaffirm our love to the Lord? Right? In your marriage, how many know it's important that you reaffirm your love to your spouse? I heard one guy say one time, he told his wife, he said, I told you I loved you when we got married. If anything changes, I'll let you know. That's not going to go too well in a marriage, amen? you got to tell them every once in a while that you still love them. So you reaffirm your love. If we do that with people, how much more do we need to do that with God? It says, I urge you to reaffirm your love to him. Okay? And here's why. Look what happens in verse 11. Lest Satan should take advantage of you. We are not, for we are not ignorant of his devices. Now, how many know this morning, this is, I'm going to leave that verse for a second there. This is not to glorify Satan. This is not to lift up Satan, but how many know that there's a real enemy? There is a real enemy. He, he is, you can't believe in God and not believe in Satan. There's a real enemy and he hates you. He, he doesn't just dislike you, he hates you. He wants to destroy you, he wants to kill you, he wants to deceive you, he, he doesn't want you to walk in the fullness of God, he doesn't want you to be happy, he hates you. He's, he's, he's on the prowl, the Bible says, he's looking for whom he can devour. But, how many are thankful that God says in his word that we can know what his device is, or another word for that is his schemes. We can know what his plans are, or his ideas, or, or his, his strategies And how many know that if you cannot defeat an enemy that you do not respect? You must respect and must understand your enemy. And so he says, lest Satan should take advantage of us, for we are not ignorant of his devices. So we're going to kind of go into that this morning and and kind of talk about what that means and what some of his devices are. But I want to play something for you this morning um, that this will kind of bring it home, the message. um, And some of this will ring a bell for you. As I'm calling my voicemail. Oh, I need to unmute it. That was me, Chris. Hey. currently in motion being filed to suspend all bank accounts bearing your name and social security number. 
To review all immediate rights in detail and avoid all further proceedings, please contact our office at 844-610-5967, or you may press 1 to speak to a case manager. And reset. Or press 1 to speak to a case manager. Say this to the person next to you. Just hang up. How many have gotten some calls like that before? I'm not going to ask you if you've gotten some calls that were legitimate. Amen. That's, that's a fake call. And, and earlier in the week, I got this exact call. I actually caught it live and, and heard that, vo- that, that message. Um, it was a, one of the rare times that I actually answered one of those calls. And, and as I got it, in my flesh, for a split second, it scared me. As soon as you hear, this is not a solicitation call. As soon as you hear all your, well, first of all, it's not like I have a lot of bank accounts, but your bank account's going to be seized and your social security number. And so you start hearing that. How many know that that's exactly what the devil does with us? He, he, he tells us things and he tries to scare us. He, he, he lies to us. He, he comes and he makes a situation bigger than it is. Okay? Now, now that, that's a, that wasn't like a, you know, a, a, a different country accent. That was a, that was a pretty well-done scam. Okay? It's fraud. But that's prevalent today in our world that we're living in. But how many know that that's exactly what the devil does? Holy Spirit was like, preach on that right there. That scam call you just got, he's like, that's exactly what the devil tries to do to my people. He tries to call them up and get them on the phone and scare them and put fear in them and lie to them and deceive them and tell them things that aren't true and make their situation worse than it is. And the devil is a liar. Okay? One of Satan's biggest strategies and weapons is fear. Right? Did you know that a lot of sicknesses are because of fear? Did you know that most anxiety that we have in our lives causes sickness and that sickness comes from fear? From, 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 from believing something that it's worse than, you know, you get some kind of pain in your body and, and then you Google it and Google says you're going to die. Right? Google says it's this or it's that. Or, and, and, or you go to the doctor and they say you might have cancer or you might have this or you might have that. And, we, and our mind just goes. Our mind just goes a million, million miles in 50 different directions, and we start planning our funeral, and we start doing all kinds of crazy stuff because of what was said to us or what we heard, and that's how the devil works. He magnifies the small things and makes them much bigger than they really are. How many have been alive live long enough to realize that that's the case? The devil makes things worse. How many know a lot of times in the situation that we're in, it's not as bad as it seems? Okay. So if you really think about it, uh, what's the worst thing that can happen to us? If I'm talking to believers this morning, the worst thing that can happen to us is we can die. And the Bible says to live as Christ, to die is gain. Brenda will remember one time she was going into a surgery. And I, she said, well, you come pray for me. And I said, yes. And she's, she said something to me like, well, um, you know, right before I pray for her, I said something to her. I said, listen, the worst thing that can happen is you can die. And you're going to go right into heaven. And she didn't really like it at that moment, that time, amen? But it was the truth, and she's still here. And if she wasn't here, she'd be better off than us, amen? But that probably wasn't exactly what she wanted to hear, but it's just the truth. I mean, the worst thing that can happen is you, is you die. But we have Christ. Now let's look at a verse here um, in, in Isaiah chapter 43. I want you to get this part right here uh, as we're talking about just hang up, okay? Now fear, as we go to read this, fear, how many know fear is real? Fear is real. But how many know a lot of times the fear of what we're fearful of is not always real? 
and it's definitely not as big as we make it. Now, I'm not a big, humongous acronym guy. I know people that, preachers and stuff, that they use acronyms for everything. But I do like this one. I always have, and I've always used it, and I love it. Fear is false evidence appearing real. That's a fact. False evidence appearing real. When you're really scared, you're, 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 you're believing something that is not necessarily, most likely, as bad as it seems. Now, how many know we've got to learn to believe God's word more than anything else in the world. What a powerful word this is in Isaiah 43, verse 1. But now, says the Lord, who created you, Jacob, and who formed you. Listen, God formed us. He made us. He says, fear not. Tell someone next to you, fear not. not. Say, I'm not afraid. Amen. For I have redeemed you. I have called you by your name, and you are mine. Let's pray and go home. I could finish right there. Amen. That's enough. That's enough. He, he formed me. He redeemed me. Let's go back to the He formed me. He redeemed me. He called me by name. I'm his. Why would I let anything scare me? Why would I believe the lie of the devil? Why would, I, why would I be afraid if God tells me I'm his and he formed me and he redeemed me? If God is for me, who can be against me? Amen. What am I afraid of this morning? Amen. What are you afraid of this morning? And then watch what it says. When you pass through the waters. Now, this is important. He does not say if you pass through the waters. Because you will. I like that about God. I like that God is just straightforward and real. A lot of people are, 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 are sometimes living a Christian life thinking that when they get saved, everything's going to be perfect. God never promised that. Don't make God a liar. He never promised it would be perfect. But he said he would take us through the things. It's, the Bible says many afflictions are the, uh, many are the afflictions of the righteous, but the Lord delivers us from some of them. Now that's not what it says? All of them. Okay? So it says, when you pass through the waters, I will be with you. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow you. When you walk, not if. When you walk through the fire, you shall not be burned, nor shall the flame scorch you. That makes me think of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. What a great story, right? They get thrown in that fire, and the Bible says that it went up seven times hotter, and they stood there, and the people that put them in were shocked because they said, hold on, time out. We put three men in there, but I see a fourth man, and he looks like the son of the living God, amen? How many know when you're going through a trial and a struggle and a problem, you're not alone? Jesus is right there with you. Oh, I'm preaching better than you're clapping, amen? Come on, church. How many know that Jesus is right there with you? He was with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He didn't leave them alone. He didn't say he wasn't going to let them go in the fire, though. But he said they wouldn't be burned. So why are we upset when we're going through a trial or, or, or the, it seems like the water's coming up upon us? We've got to have the faith to say, listen, I'm in the water, but God said he's, he's coming, so he's coming. He's showing up. He's not going to leave me. It's not going to overcome me. I'm not going to have the waters go over me. I'm not going to have the fire burn me. He's going to show up. But how many know sometimes 11.59, 30, and 59 seconds? And 59 milliseconds of that second. But he's going to show up. He's with us. And one of the things I love about that story of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego is they went into the fire, but the Bible says when they came out, they did not even smell like smoke. 
How many know we can walk through those fires and come out smelling like cologne and perfume? Amen? And the world can see that. The world can say, wow, they just went through a major trial, but they didn't get burnt. Amen. So fear is false evidence appearing real. Let me give you seven things. I know it sounds like a lot, but it won't take long. Seven things that come from the devil. Seven, seven things we need to hang up on. Tell someone next to you, just hang up. Okay. Now, it's, it's kind of it's funny because I've got the old phone up there, and um, that's not the phone we use today. That's an antique. But it was kind of hard. If I started thinking about a cell phone, I couldn't really show that. You know, it's like you'd pound it on your phone like this. So I kind of, how many know it was better? Some things were better back in the day. When you got mad, you could just slam that thing. Bam. And it would clang. Can't do that with your phone. Some of y'all have, and that's why you need the insurance plan. Amen. It's broke. Just hang up. But, you know, we need to learn how to hang up. I asked my father-in-law. I made my father-in-law mad at me this week. We were at Cracker Barrel, which is one of my favorite places to eat. And, you know, they have all those antiques. And we were talking about phones. And I, the phone was up on the wall behind him, the one, you know, you stick your ear to. And you t- used to talk in it. I said, and I asked my father-in-law, I said, did you ever use one of those? And I was being honest. And he's like, <laughs> I was being honest. So I didn't know. So I won't ask if anybody in here ever used those phones because I guess that dates you a little bit more. But how many do remember the... Right? And then the best part, hang up. Some of the younger generations like, I don't get it. Just hang up. They're going to leave and be like, hey, can you tell me what he meant? But us older generation, no. First thing you got to hang up on is that Satan is a liar. He's a liar. The Bible says in John 8, when he speaks, he speaks to his own nature. And it says, for he is a liar and the father of all lies. Okay, he is a liar and the father of all lies. Watch this. Jesus, God, cannot lie. Satan cannot tell the truth. Not at all. There's no white lies in Satan. Satan is lie. He's a liar, and the Bible says he's the father of all lies, meaning every lie comes from him. Every lie comes from him, okay? And so we need to understand that. He says, you're of your father, the devil. And he says, when he speaks a lie, he speaks from his own resources, for he is a a liar and the father of it. So every lie comes from the devil, amen? And we need to be able to recognize that. We need to recognize when the devil's speaking to us. A lot of times we're living our lives in defeat because we don't know how to hang up. We don't know how to ignore the call. How many are tired of these calls that we're getting all the time from all these companies? I'm not the only one, right? And, and I don't really know other than I think it was just the Holy Spirit that I answered that because I usually don't. And just so you know, if you call me and I don't recognize your number, I will call you back if you leave a voicemail. That's all you got to do is leave a voicemail. I know that's kind of crazy today, right? But lots of those calls come in, and we think, oh, I'm going to miss an important call, or I'm going to miss this, or I'm going to miss that. You're not missing anything but a scam. You're missing a scam. because there's the, And here's what's funny. You call that back. How many of you have ever called them back? Let me see how many of you have called back. Okay? When you call that number back... It says, do, do, do. This is not a working number. Right? That's what it says. Does that, does that bear witness with anybody's spirit? See, when the devil calls, it's not a working number. He's lying. He's deceiving. It's not, it's not real. But it seems real. There's a voice on the other line. I, it, it sounds real. 
I get a little scared in my flesh when they say that, that this is not a solicitation. And what that phone call wants me to do is hit one. Because yeah. one's going to transfer me to somebody else that's going to scam me. And they're going to tell me all kinds of things. Listen, church, how many know we've got to recognize, as that first verse said, that we can, we can know his strategies and schemes. We've got to recognize the devil. Now, here's the good news. The longer you're saved and the, the more you know the Bible, the less you're going to get scammed. Okay, that's why a lot, of, a lot of new believers don't make it in their walk with God because they don't get mature enough to be able to, to recognize the lies of the devil, the scams of the devil, and some of these things that we're going to go over because another one of them is that he is a blinder. He's a blinder. He, he blinds people. He, he deceives people. And, and, and here's the bottom line, fact, sad fact today, billions of people are blinded. Not millions, billions of people today are blinded by the devil. Watch what this verse says. 2 Corinthians 4.4 4. Whose minds the God of this age, now look, notice it says small g, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, would shine on them. So he's saying he blinds them so that they will not believe in Jesus. He blinds them. How many remember that we used to be blind? That's what the song says, I once was blind, but now I see. What a great song. Okay, so we used to be blind. All of us used to be blind. And through prayer, through the Holy Spirit, through somebody witnessing to us, through somebody telling us about God, we had our blinders removed. But Satan is a blinder. And he will use these schemes and these strategies to scare us and to come against us and to lie to us and tell us things. How many know that we have to recognize, number three, is that Satan is an imposter. He's an imposter. And the definition of imposter is someone who pretends to be someone else in order to deceive. That person, whoever she is, I hope the law is looking for her. Can I get an amen? Amen. Is, is, is an imposter of somebody who's supposedly important. How many know that as we recognize in life, we have to recognize things in the spiritual realm, we have to recognize that if something legal is coming against you, it's not going to come by a phone call. It's going to come in the mail. They're going to come knock on your door because they're going to have your address. Notice that that call was very vague because the devil don't really know anything about you. God does. That phone call was real vague. This is not a solicitation. Your bank accounts, your social security number. Well, give me your social security number then. That's how you figure that out on the phone. If, you were, if it wasn't a voicemail and you were talking to somebody, what's my social security number then? And they ain't going to answer back because they don't have it because they're trying to get it from you. How many, how many know sometimes we give too much information to the devil? Maybe we talk too much to the devil and he gets information on us because he's soliciting and posing as an imposter. And instead of us... See, y'all young people don't even know what that means. You think it's hang loose. <laughs> right? Just hang up. Just hang up on the devil. But we, we talk to them, we listen, and they start getting information from us, and they get a social security number, and then, then they start building something. Boy, identity theft's huge today. Amen. How many know the devil's trying to steal our identity in Christ? Trying to steal who we really are. So that, that number three, the imposter, listen to what this says. 2 Corinthians eleven fourteen says, even Satan disguises himself 
and transforms himself into an angel of light. That means he can look like good. He can sound like good. He can sound like valid, like real, like legitimate. Might be the case that someone calls you sometimes and they have your social security number. And they want more information. I don't remember how long ago it was, but I'm remembering a story this morning about a time I got a call from somebody. And I honestly don't remember all the details, but I remember how it ended. And I knew it was a scam. At some point in the phone call, the discernment of the Holy Spirit came in. And I knew it was a scam, but obviously it was pretty good in the beginning or I wouldn't have even been, I would have already. Right, y'all getting it? So at some point, I, Holy Spirit, he said something, and Holy Spirit helped me. How many know the Holy Spirit will help you a lot, by the way? You, maybe you hear, you hear us say that. The Holy Spirit's in us. He wants to help us. So at some point, I said to this man, it was a man, I said, listen, you're in another country, and, and you're not who you say you are. And I'm a believer in Jesus Christ, and I'm going to pray for you right now because the job that you're doing is not legitimate, and God can give you a better job. And I began to witness to that man. He began to fumble over his words. He began to say, what are you talking about? By the time we were done, I was sharing Jesus with him. He was in another country, but I knew he was an imposter, and I told him about Jesus. And I said, when you get off this phone, go find a real job, a good job. God's got a better job for you than scammy people. He said, yes, sir, thank you. That's how we ended the phone call. Amen. Amen. But I wasn't talking to the devil there. I was talking to someone who was being led by the devil. Okay? But in our lives, when the lies come and this deception comes, we need to learn to hang up. Number four, he's a tempter. He's a tempter. He tempts. God cannot tempt us. A lot of people don't understand that. James clarifies that. Some people will come and say, because what they do is they get confused. God will test us. God will allow us to be tested. God will allow us to be tempted. But he's not the tempter. Okay, he is not the tempter. Have you ever heard hear that? God does not tempt. God cannot tempt. There is no evil in him to tempt you. So he, he will allow you to be tempted. And we know that he allowed Jesus to be tempted. Remember that every decision we make, every base that we make on our faith, everything that we learn is not coming from what man teaches us, but what the Bible teaches us. That's how you stay right, okay? And so Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. In Matthew, it says he, Matthew chapter 4, he, he was hungry. He was, he was um, thirsty. He had been praying and fasting for 40 days. Now watch this. Stay with me on this. This is interesting because the devil thinks he's smart. He's not. He does think he's smart. And the only reason he becomes smart is because we make him smart. He's not smart. He thinks he is. And the longer you get saved, the more you understand his schemes. That's why it says we don't have to be ignorant of his devices. Okay? You can wise up to the things of, of the enemy. You can recognize the enemy and recognize who he is. And so we don't have to be deceived. He thought he was tempting Jesus at his weakest moment because he needed food. But he didn't realize Jesus was at his strongest moment because he had been praying and fasting for 40 days. He was on fire. Amen. He was on fire. Devil thought, I'm going to go get Jesus. I mean, if he really wanted to tempt Jesus, he would have done it before he fasted. But he waited till after he fasted. But when you're doing it right, God will help you do things right. He's on your side. Remember, he's with you in the waters. Remember, he's with you in the fire. Remember, he redeemed you, informed you, and he's with you and knows you by name. Those are exciting verses. 
So he tempted. Remember when he tempted? Jesus said to, to the devil, listen, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So you, you combat the devil with the word of God. He hates the word of God. You want to make the devil mad? Pre- speak the word of God. Amen. Don't, don't, don't go and talk on the phone to the devil. Talk to God, amen, about his word. Talk to the devil about God's word. Put him in his place. Amen. As you hang up, boom, give him some word. Amen. Number four. Sorry, that was four. Five. He's a thief, he's a murderer, and he's a destroyer. How many know John 10.10? Satan does not come to, but to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Okay, to steal, to kill, and destroy. But how many know the next part of that verse? But Jesus has come to give life and life more abundantly. Amen. Amen. There's the gospel right there. You got devil on one side wanting to steal, kill, and destroy. Jesus on the other side wanting to give life and life more abundantly. You know what he said back in the book of Exodus? Choose life. Right? Duh. Choose life. Amen. Number seven, last one. He's an accuser. Six, did I miss one? I skipped one. I think I might not have said the numbers. Let's go over them again. Number one, liar. I love that y'all are taking notes. love that you're paying attention. He's a liar. Number two, he's a blinder. Number three, he's an imposter. Number four, he's a tempter. Yeah, my numbers are wrong. Sorry. No one corrected me in the first one. I only have six. Number five is he's a thief. He's a murderer and a destroyer. And number six is he is an accuser. Okay? He's an accuser. This is an important part. Revelations chapter 12, verse 10. Watch what this says. This is really important. Revelations 12, verse 10. Then I heard a loud voice saying in heaven. Now, right before we read this, tell the person next to you, we know how the book's going to end. Isn't that good news? We know how it's going to end. So he says, "Then I, so because remember, Revelation is in the future. The book of Revelation has not happened yet. Okay, there are certain things that are happening now in the first three chapters. We're leading up to that, but Revelation has not happened yet. Don't let anybody ever tell you that Revelation has already happened. Okay? It has not happened. It is a future event. But this says in the future, I heard a loud voice saying, In heaven, now salvation and strength and the kingdom of our God and the power of his Christ have come. For the accuser of our brethren. Do you realize that, that, that Satan accuses you all the time? Look what it says. Who accused them. Now this is past tense because this is the future. Right now he's accusing us. But it says who accused them before God day and night. But watch what it says. Has been cast down. He's defeated. Amen. He is going to lose. He's already lost. Amen. Amen. Come on. That's good news. He is cast down. He has no power. Listen, he's a dog that barks but cannot bite. He's a, he can yell and scream. So, Joe told me before, after his first service, he's a mouse with a microphone. <laughs> Amen. He's a little tiny mouse with a microphone. That's the truth. He's just making noise. But sometimes we listen to him. Why is it? Listen, I don't mean this mean, but for all of us. Why is it we listen so much to the devil and not God? If there's voices that we're hearing, why do we listen to the bad ones? There's a voice of truth. There's a, there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a power in the word of God. Why do we listen to the devil? Why do we believe the devil when we can believe God? Because our flesh, that's why. Because our flesh is flesh. We've got to get our flesh in subjection. 
But look at that. Job, now I don't want Job's problems. I'm just give, going on record, Lord. I don't want Job's problems, but I do want what Job had, which was God bragging on him. Does anybody else want God to brag on you? Amen. If you don't know what I'm talking about, in the book of Job, the Bible says that Satan, it was, it was, it, it, that's what's so cool about the Bible. It all lines up. Okay, Way back, Job is the first book in the Bible. First written, not the first in the order, but it was the oldest book. It was the first book written. And the book of Job, way back in the book of Job, the second chapter, God comes, uh, Satan comes before God's throne, and, and God says, what are you doing? And Satan says, I'm going to and fro, um, seeking who, or, 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 not seeking who, or, um, looking for who I can um, tempt, basically. And God says, have you considered my servant Job? Now, I don't want what Job had, but how cool is that, that God bragged on him and said, I know that Job can handle it. What, what would happen if we started looking at our temptations and our struggles and our rivers and our fires and our valleys and our problems as something that's not God picking on us, but it's God believing in us that we can go through those trials and he's telling the devil, my son, my daughter is going to praise me in the midst of this storm and God will get glory through that. Amen. How many know no test, no testimony? You don't have a struggle. You don't know what it means not to struggle. If you don't have times of darkness, you don't know what it's like to be in the light. And so God allows us to go through some things. But the Bible tells us in the end, we will win. Amen. One of the best uh, sayings is this, and this is the gospel good news. The good news is the bad news is wrong. The good news is the bad news is wrong. Whatever the devil's speaking over you, whatever the devil's whispering in your ear is a lie. Stop listening to him. Hang up that phone. Get off the line with him. Spend your time talking to God. Do something else. Amen. There's a lot of scams out there. And just like there's scams with our, with our phones and on the internet, there's scams with the devil. He's a liar. He's sending, he, he knows his time is short. He's sending out all these different things. I want to end with just a few verses here to show you that the good news is, the bad news is, wrong, and Satan is defeated. How many believe that this morning? He's defeated. He has no power. Okay? He has no power. He just, he just growls. And I'm going to show you that in the scriptures. The first one is 1 John 3.8. This is so awesome. It says, the Son of God appeared to destroy the works of the devil. Look at this. He who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested, that he might destroy the works of the devil. Why are we allowing the devil to defeat us if he's defeated? If he's defeated. That's why Jesus came. So look at that. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested that he might destroy. Say destroy. destroy. Annihilate. Annihilate. Amen. Ain't nothing left. The works of the devil. Can I say that again? He has destroyed the works of the devil destroyed them he didn't just play with them or he destroyed them that means that that's a fake call it means there's no validity to it it means if you call back on it it's do no no this number is not a working number this lie is not a working lie it's a deception it's a lie quit listening to it next one hebrews 2 14 
very similar to this. Christ took on human nature that through death he might destroy him who has the power of death. That is the devil. Watch this. If you don't get anything else, get this. If I said in the beginning, the worst thing that can happen to us is we can die, right? Death without, without God is bad. We should be afraid to die if we don't have God. But if that's the worst thing that can happen to us is I can die, why should I fear death if Jesus defeated it? He defeated death. He died for me. When we got saved, if you get saved here this morning, if you give your life to Jesus and haven't before, or if you have, it, you, you said, basically, this is what you said, Jesus, I was on my way to death. I know that I'm going to die someday, and without you, I'm going to spend eternity without God. And Jesus said, I'm going to come down, and I'm going to die for you so you don't have to die. You don't have to die. Amen. How many are thankful for that this morning? He destroyed the power of death. Amen. I know you're more excited inside than you're showing it. Amen. That through death he might destroy him who had the power of death. That is the devil. Colossians 2.15, one of my favorite verses. Love this. He has disarmed principalities and powers and made a a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them in it. He has disarmed principalities. What that means? That means that gun that's facing you has no bullets. That gun has no bullets. Come on, church, visualize it. That, that verse says, that verse says, no weapon formed against you shall prosper. Does not say you'll never have a weapon formed against you. It says no weapon formed against you shall prosper. It means the devil will put a gun up, but there's no bullets in it. It's disarmed. It's just a look. It's just a facade. It's like somebody going to rob a bank, and they know there's no bullets in it, but the people they're robbing don't know. Why are we afraid of the devil? Why, just because he has a gun? He can, what can he do to us? If God be for me, who can be against me? Amen. He says, I've, I've overcome everything. I've overcome the world. So I ask you, who are you listening to? And if you're listening to the devil this morning, just hang up. Just hang up on him today. Hang up on him. Hang up on him. Say, I ain't talking to you, devil. I ain't talking to you no more. Say this word, resist. That, that's kind of what just hang up means today. Resist. James 4, 7 says, resist the devil and he'll hang around. He will flee. That's a promise. If you don't get anything else out of this message, resist the devil and he doesn't say he might flee. It says he will flee. See, overcomers in God learn how to use the weapons of the Bible. That's what we've done, right? If you're here and you feel like, man, I'm, I'm getting this. Hopefully we're like, I'm getting this. Man, I'm, I'm, doesn't mean that I don't have some fleshly thoughts when I'm in that fight again, but I'm getting this. I'm starting to understand that I can combat the devil with the word. And I'm starting to understand that those, those things he's throwing at me don't have any power. 
And I'm starting to understand that when I see a river up ahead that I got to go through, I might get a little bit wet, but I'm not going to drown. And when I see that fire I got to walk through, it might get hot, but I'm not going to get burnt. Come on, somebody. Are you getting this? Let me say that again, just in case it didn't register. I see the water up ahead. I might get wet, but I'm not going to drown. I see the fire up ahead. It might get hot, but I'm not going to burn. Jesus never said you're not going to get wet. Jesus never said you're not going to get hot. But he says you're not going to get burnt. So we can look at that. I love what my pastor taught me a bunch of years ago. He said we can face the devil and we can charge the gates of hell with the water gun. Amen. Amen, because that fire's already defeated. It ain't my water that's defeating them. Amen. Do you realize that's, that, that's the picture in our minds? Don't, don't kids have that picture? If you tell a kid they can do something, they can do it. They think they can do it. Visually, in our spirits, that's what we look like. Kid with a water gun going in against the fire. But the fire is already defeated. We just have to walk it out. The last verse, Revelation 12, 11, says, They have conquered him by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. They've conquered by the blood of the Lamb and by the word of their testimony. Father, thank you for your word. Thank you for victory this morning. Victory is ours. Thank you for every man, every woman, every teenager that's here this morning. Thank you that somebody this morning, and I believe more than one, somebody is getting something this morning. Somebody is learning how to hang up on the devil, the scams, the lies, the accusations. As your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I want you to stay with me on this. This is a powerful thought. Powerful thought. When the devil comes and accuses... When the devil comes, pay attention to this as you're listening, as you're praying there. The, the Bible says there in that verse that the devil would come day and night. means he's constantly accusing us. And here's what he's accusing us of. He's accusing of us of the things we've messed up on. You, you had a lust there. You had an anger there. You, had a, you stole something. You lied. You got mad. He's accusing us. He's accusing us. He's accusing us. But what does the Bible say in 1 John? If you confess your sins, he's faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and wash you clean from all unrighteousness. Keep listening. So you know what that means? That means when the devil goes to God and says, Blake did this. Blake said that. Blake failed here. You know what God tells him? I don't know what you're talking about. Because all I see is the blood. Ooh, I ought to get you excited right there. I know it's altar time. We already got our heads bowed. But that was a good clapping, shouting moment right there. Amen. I don't know what you're talking about, Willis. I don't know what you're talking about. All I see is the blood. What lie? What anger? What, what mistake? Satan, I don't see it. All I see is the blood. You realize that's all he sees is the blood? That's why we have victory this morning, because of the blood that was shed on the cross for you and for me. As your heads are bowed and eyes are closed and you're here this morning, how many in this place all over could say today's the day 
Today's the day I'm giving Jesus lordship of my life. Today's the day I'm saying, God, I'm not running from you anymore. I'm running to you. I am tired of listening to the lies and the scams and the accusations of the devil. I realize today that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And if I'll accept him, I can be born again. I can have a new life. All my sins can be washed away. If you've never said that prayer this morning, I'm not asking you if you go to a church. I'm not asking you if you're a member of a church. I'm not asking if you've been baptized in water. I'm asking you, are you born again? Is Jesus Christ Lord of your life? If you're here and you've never done that, you've never said that prayer, you've never put Jesus as Lord of your life, would you be honest with God and, and, and lift your hand and say, Pastor, pray for me this morning. I want Jesus. I bless you. I see your hand. I see your hand. How many more? How many more? That's me. I did this 27 years ago, and I have never one day, never one day regretted it, ever. Doesn't mean I haven't had struggles and trials and problems and situations, but I have never regretted it because I know now that this is just a test. This is just, this is just a time I'm passing through, but I've got, a, I've got an eternity waiting for me. Heaven's waiting for me. The Bible says, eye hasn't seen and ear hasn't heard and it hasn't even entered into the heart of man. All the things that God has prepared for those who love him. If you walked out of here this morning and you died, you got in an accident, your heart stopped beating, would you stand before God as a savior or as a judge? Only you can answer that question. But the Bible says, Jesus said, I'm the way. I'm the truth and I'm the life and no one comes under the Father except through me. He says, choose today whom you'll serve. How many more? I'm going to wait just a few more seconds. I feel like God's dealing with somebody. Amen. I see your hand. God bless you. God's dealing. Amen. Listen, you need to be at a point in your life where you don't care what anybody else thinks about you. You don't care. It don't matter. I don't care what any, God bless you, I see your hand. I don't care what anybody else thinks. The only person I care about is the one who, who has to do with my eternity, and that's God. Man cannot kill, the Bible says this, I feel led to say this to somebody. The, John, Jesus said in the Bible, don't fear man that can kill you and take your life. Fear, fear God who can take your life and send your soul to hell. That's truth. Why would I be afraid of what man can do to me? I should fear what God can do to me. But God doesn't want to do anything bad. God loves me. That's why he sent his son to die for me so that I don't have to die. That's why, that's why that verse says Satan comes to kill, steal, and destroy. But Jesus comes to give life and life more abundantly. Listen, I can tell you this morning, I'm living an abundant life. Not a perfect life but an abundant life because my life is not based on what I have or I don't have. It's based on the truth of God. It's based on his word. Let's stand to our feet this morning. And as we stand, as we stay in this spirit of reverence, hey, the presence of the Lord is here. The presence of love is here. God is here. His mercy is here. It's new every morning. Several hands went up and I want to do one more thing. Maybe, maybe, maybe you were like, ah, don't do that. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Because there's something really important you've got to understand. If you can't lift your hand in a church and say, Jesus, I, I believe in you, you'll never live for God outside of these doors. 
Never. Amen. Never. God wants to use you outside of these doors. There's some people outside of these doors that only you can touch. I can't touch them. I can't, I can't get to them. No one else can get to them. It's you. You got their names on your, on your hands because you're the one. But you got to get Jesus first. Maybe you didn't raise your hand, but right now something's telling you today's the acceptable day of the Lord. Today's the day of your salvation. Listen, there's never going to be another April 7th of 2019. This day's going to be over. What if this was the day? Y'all still here? What if this was the day? See, right now, the devil's trying to lie to you. The devil's telling you, eh, don't do that. Or you, you're not ready yet. Or you're not prepared yet. You got too much stuff you got to do. Hang up. Give him the dial tone. Give him the dial tone. You ain't trying to hear that. Amen? Nope. God says, he loves me. He'll take me just as I am. I'll never be good enough to come to him. I'm going to come to him as I am. I'm going to let God clean me up. You can't eat a fish till you cook it. I mean, you can't cook a fish till you catch it. Sorry. You got to catch it first. God will clean you up. You got to let him catch you first. Amen. As we begin to sing this song, if you raised your hand and you meant it, I want you to do something bold. I want you to step out of your seat, come to the nearest aisle, and come stand here with me this morning. I want to pray for you. Just step out. Don't wait for somebody else. Say, I'm going to do it this morning myself. I'm stepping out. Several hands went up. Amen. Just step out. Come down. We're going to pray with you this morning. Come on down up here. Amen. Praise the Lord. You can stay looking at me. You don't have to look at them. Amen. Praise God. Maybe you didn't raise your hand, but you know you need to come. We're going to wait just a few more seconds. Are you saved? Is your name in the Lamb's Book of Life? Are you ready? Amen. We're all standing here just to support you. And that's why we're here, just to support you. Amen. Amen. Let's say this prayer together. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner. I fall short of your glory. I know that I need help. I come to you this morning with a humble heart. I thank you for loving me enough to bring me into this place today so I could hear your word. I've been listening to the devil for too long. I'm not going to listen to him anymore. I'm hanging up on him. I'm going to listen to you. You love me and you have a purpose for me. And I believe with all my heart that you came down to this earth and you lived in a human body born of a virgin so there'd be no sin in you and then you lived a perfect life and then you went to the cross even though you didn't really want to go because it scared you in your humanness but you went for me Jesus I believe you died on that cross for me and then I believe you rose from the dead and defeated death so I don't have to die. Father, I ask you right now to forgive me of all my sins. Write my name in the Lamb's Book of Life. And from this day forward, I'm going to listen to you. I'm going to serve you. In Jesus' name, amen. Let's give the Lord a praise right now. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Real quick, right before they share that with them, everybody just extend your hands. I want to pray for you guys real quick. Amen. 
I just want to pray for the decision you guys just made. Just extend your hands. Lord, you know this couple and this lady right here, they, they need protection. The devil's going to come to them and lie to them and tell them that that was just a prayer. But your word says that your Holy Spirit bears witness with our spirit that we're children of God and that their sins are as far as the east is from the west, thrown into the sea of forgetfulness. Today is the first day of their new life. I pray that you'd give them a peace that they've never had. I pray that they would know in their hearts that what they have done is real and it's forever and you're gonna help them go forward, Father. Protect them, cover them with your blood, keep them safe from the lies, from the imposters, from the accusations and all the spirits of the enemy that want to come against them. And Lord, let them feel your genuine love for them this morning. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. We're going to open up the altar for a few minutes. Thanks again for listening. If you want to hear more messages, please subscribe to our podcast channel. And if you like it, consider rating it and sharing it with your friends. For more content from VWO Denton, Go to our website at vwotexas.com.